Fish Billy, Goldie speaking. How may I be of service? What makes you think your husband's dead? You got into bed and there was no response. Oh, sweetheart, we're gonna need more than that. I tell you what, reach for his wallet. If he doesn't move, you're a widow. Pour a bowl cereal and turn on the TV. I'm watching my cartoons, please don't bother me. I could grow up tomorrow, pay the bills and be responsible. But today it just doesn't feel possible. Let's talk about life, it doesn't everything between. Things that keep you up at night and idiosyncrasy. Public matter, medicates, and matches we can't see. Girls needs to know where the nature of reality. Let's talk about life, it doesn't everything between. Breakfast foods and bad times, and cartoons on the TV. Breakfast foods and bad times, cartoons on the TV. Okay, go ahead and start the podcast. You passwords. You want to talk about passwords? Yeah. Do you have any other passwords that you'd like me to disclose? I mean, I wasn't upset about you giving away my password until you read it character by character. <laughs> All right, you you say what you want to say about pod, uh, podcasts, passwords, and while you do it, I'm going to Google top passwords of 2016. I get really pissed off every time I have to enter a password, and they give me rules for it. It's like, why don't you let me decide what my password is going to be? And if I don't want to have, like, a special character and a capital and lowercase and a number in it, you leave that up to me. If I'm going to leave my account unsecured, you could say, hey, this password is not great. And I'll just say, well, I was warned. But I hate that they dictate to you what it's going to be. I mean, they don't want it to be the Wild West out there, you know? And they don't want you to come complaining to them when you picked a weak one and you got hacked. That's what I'm saying. They they should just go, hey man, this password, it's it's not too solid. And I'll say, I don't care. It's for my Yahoo Mail. What are you... 17% of people in 2016 had the password 123456. 17% of people in the world have that password? Or 17% of all passwords in the world are 12345? It says people, but maybe okay. they mean what you're saying. I don't know about you personally, but I have a hard time entering that. Like, Krista recently changed the password that we share to end with 123, and I get it wrong every time. I can't enter 123. It's always 122 two every time. What? <laughs> Why? I just suck at it. I guess I get carried away. All right, so this data came from 10 million one, passwords. 123 is like... Some of the very first knowledge you accumulate. No, I mean when I'm entering it onto a keyboard, when I'm chicken pecking it. Like I, not that if you would quit using your nose to enter your passwords. (laughs) I can't even imagine if I had to go all the way to six playing bozo style. You know. Uh, Okay. You don't. You don't use the number pad. Um, you know, on this particular password that Krista and I are talking, that I this one with Chris, I've not used the number pad, but for everything else, I use the number pad. So I don't know why I don't do it with that one. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, of the top ten passwords, four of them are six characters or shorter. Um. It says that 
even the ones that people come up with that are clever are not very clever. Like, what? <laughs> uh, like, for example, one of the examples of a clever, not clever one is 1Q2W3E4R. Okay. Which is just the four letters that are underneath those four numbers. I tell you, I wouldn't guess that randomly. Or 1-2-3-Q-W-E. I mean, yeah, you're right. I, we wouldn't figure it out, even though they claim that it's not clever. Okay, so let's go through the top ten, and then I'll read any other ones that are exciting. Okay? Number one. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Number two. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> Number three. QWERTY. Uh, one 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 made the list. Uh, password dropped to number eight this year. Ooh, uh, took a big hit. Uh, one two three one two three is number nine, and number ten. Get ready. Nine eight seven six five four three two one. <laughs> Nobody even threw in like a eight six seven five three zero nine. I'm this not seeing kind, it on the top kind fifteen. Kind of entertaining. Um, here's one that I don't quite understand but it made the top 25 my noob m y n o o b okay not sure where that comes from also google is number 21 on the list <laughs> okay is that just ones that old people accidentally <laughs> made the faster they, they were trying to go to google <laughs> Um, please, speaking of old people, please tell me the funny story you told me before the mic was rolling. Jack was like, I'm not sure if this is funny enough to be on the podcast. It, it made me laugh really hard, but I don't think it's funny. And then I was like, please don't tell me. Just save it for the mic. And I begged you. And then you told me anyway because you insisted it wasn't funny. And it was really fucking funny. And then I was like, why didn't you save that? And then I kept telling you to shut up about stuff. And you just kept talking while I was trying to get the mic set up. Okay. That being said. Well, now I don't want to tell it. I'll just tell it if you don't. So, I attended a fun party this weekend, and uh, my girlfriend's uncle took some photos there. It was like, uh, it was a Mardi Gras party, um, and there were all kinds of people there. Some of the people were her family and friends, and so he took photos, and he was trying to show his mother at the ki- Elderly mother. Ar- Arfie. Come on. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he was- he's, I'm rolling my eyes at him, because he's just... Not even... Just stop, Arfie. So needy for attention. Uh, so he's trying to show his very elderly mother the photos on his phone. And so he hands her the phone and he shows her. He's like, okay, just swipe through. And so he showed her and she starts doing it. And she starts licking her finger in between <laughs> each one. <laughs> as though she were turning the pages of a photo album. And he sees her doing it. He goes, Mom, Mom, stop. you don't have to lick your finger. It's funny because it's wrong and gross. <laughs> and, yeah, and it's his phone. And so once he realized that she was doing it, and we, he said it out loud, and we all were just like, oh, God. And she didn't have any concept of, like, why it was weird or gross. And so we were all laughing. And I thought I got it under control, but I didn't. And I had to just put my face down on the table. <laughs> and then he goes, feel free to just, you know, share that with everyone tomorrow. 
I mean, uh... He probably didn't think I was going to say it into a microphone. <laughs> one of my favorite parts of that story is that, like, you're with the girlfriend's family, a time when you're supposed to be acting on your best behavior. <laughs> and now you're having to avoid this hilarious church laughter. Oh, that's funny. I mean, it made me feel better that everyone else laughed, too. <laughs> I know you know this story, but I can't remember if we did this on mic or not. When Krista went home for the holidays... Her mom did a similar thing, like, oh, Krista, look at these pictures on my phone, and was swiping for Krista uh-huh. while showing her, and accidentally flipped to a dick pic. <laughs> yeah. Which, I don't know if you said that on the mic. By the way, Krista's that. parents, not together. She did not see her own dad's also, dick. It wasn't her mom's dick, either. It was a yeah. stranger's dick. <laughs> it was a stranger's dick. Her mom has no idea how it got there. Well, I think, well, I thought the story was that someone sent it to her unsolicited I mean, she has a boyfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was it his? I want to know whose dick Chris this is. This, Chris's mom's reaction was, oh, didn't mean to show you that. So, like, I mean, I doubt it was, like, just a stranger's penis, if that was the case. Okay. Well, I, it seems she had it saved to the gallery, so it was a, a penis of note. Well, it okay, was... since I'm in good company here, I've tried to explain to Krista many times, and mm-hmm. she does not believe me, that... Her mom wanted her to see that picture and was real proud of it. <laughs> it's possible. And Krista uh, denies just, this vehemently. It's possible. You, I don't, you don't I don't know her mom very well, but it's a pretty uh a, a pretty easy setup there. Her mom knows phones very well. I'll just say that. Her mom knows how to use phones. Apparently that's not all she knows. So you had a hard laugh story this week. I had definitely a top 10 this week like <laughs> i was in pain i couldn't breathe my stomach hurt really bad i i was losing my shit as krista would say Did you go to a doctor that, it was, that sounds like horrible it, symptoms as krista would say it's like a super saiyan from dragon ball z charged up his punch for three episodes and then punched me in the giggle dick that's how hard <laughs> i laughed so krista will sometimes watch She'll get on a tangent of watching really, really, really stupid YouTube videos. Like, really short, really stupid ones. Okay, like kids falling off of bikes or like... She found this this playlist called Important Videos. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> 10 second videos of dumb shit happening. Like, I'll, I'll drop in the clip here, but I'll explain it because you can't hear the clip right now. The look of terror in Arby's face when he almost fell. Her, just to set it up... Her favorite one, and I, and I will drop in this clip, uh, is a guy who, it's like a, a first person perspective of a guy holding up a pistol, and he's pointing it at a live chicken, and he goes, chicken, give me tendies, chicken, give me tendies, give me tendies. And that's um, the whole video. It's a lot of stuff like that. Does he shoot the chicken? No. Okay. That's the whole thing. <clears throat> but like that punched Krista in the giggle dick, so now anytime she hears the chicken tenders, anytime she hears that word, she like loses her shit. Anyway, this one got me real unexpectedly. <laughs> it's like a winter scene of like an outdoor market of some kind, and there's a bunch of people shopping. And is it snowy? Is that how we know it's winter? Everyone's wearing, like, winter clothing. And then 
Krista says what really sells this video is the music because there's an instrumental version of Oh Christmas Tree playing mm-hmm. on this video. Okay. And there's a woman in the foreground holding a small puppy in her arms. And she's like shopping for something. So she's looking away. She's not looking at this puppy. She's not oh. even acknowledging okay. it. And this other woman walks up and reaches her hand out to pet the puppy's head. And before her hand even touches the puppy, it barfs. And it's like, it's like a gallon of puke all at once. Like, so, Oh Christmas Tree is, is it, playing. Does it look fake? Like the, It like, looks very like fake. Like it was actually a dummy puppy just filled with fake puke? I only say it looks fake because it was an inhuman... If you, if you saw a 100-pound dog throw up this much, you'd be like, that looks fake. It's a puppy. It's so much. And I... I just lost my shit real hard, and I had Krista play it like 15 times, and my side started hurting, oh and God, I couldn't breathe. Oh my God, we found your grape lady. <laughs> we found your grape lady video. <laughs> For anyone that's new to the podcast, puking is my laugh trigger. So <laughs> this was right up my alley. For making me laugh real hard. Remember that time on the bus? <laughs> yeah, one time. For anyone new to the show, one time. Have Jack, we told this story before? Yes, we okay. have. Uh, <clears throat> it was real early on. One time, Jack uh, decided to reenact his favorite Alkaline Trio song, <laughs> drinking Old English. <laughs> and he drank that night. It, it was, was fun. Night. It was. I was surprised. I don't drink, but I did have several sips of that, and I was surprised at how tasty it was. It was really good. <laughs> a, a, a frosty cold Old English. <laughs> it's it was, not bad. How much was it? Like a dollar fifteen. It is like it's very, very, very cheap. Okay, so then the next <sighs> morning we were on a Chicago because public it's cheap transit because it's poison. <laughs> we're on a Chicago transit transit public bus and you had yeah. to have them stop the bus suddenly no they stop the bus frequently but you hit the bus to request a stop and i just started punching <laughs> the button really fast and, and Got I, off the bus and you threw up and we were with another friend and he was like helping you you know you're supposed to yeah, help your you friend were, get through the puke and you were collapsed in a, like a human pile of laughter <laughs> on the sidewalk and i was raffling and uh, you were mad at me because I wasn't helping you. I wasn't mad that you weren't helping. I was mad that you were being, like, negatively helpful. <laughs> it was so funny, though. Uh, the best part of that story is what happened after I walked into a bodega across the street to get some mouthwash so I didn't taste like old English puke. And then... Uh, Knowing that I would probably vomit later on in the day, I carried the mouthwash with me in my back pocket, and at some point it started to leak, and then oh, my I forgot that happened. And then my ass cheek was like on fire. I forgot that happened. So I'm like, I keep stopping for vomit breaks on public transit with my ass burning and minty. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. That smelled very fresh. <laughs> fresh smelling ass. Wow. Whew, that what was a, funny. What a day. That was funny. It's a very trying time. Okay. Um Fish police? <laughs> fish police. <laughs> yeah. Uh so this week we What's watched... your favorite John Ritter cartoon of all time? <laughs> How many are there? Am I, I don't know. Am I forgetting one? 
I have some thoughts about John Ritter. Three's here. Company, the animated series. Yeah, okay, so we watched mm. 1992's Fish Police, which is, without a doubt, one of the most unique and interesting cartoons we've ever watched. I'm not sure why it's interesting, but it is. There's just something about it. Okay, let's start with... Mm. It, it definitely holds a title above any other cartoon we've ever watched. Because if you remove all the one specials, like the, uh, the Charlie Brown special, uh-huh. or some others I'm forgetting, if you remove them, it is without a doubt the shortest-lived cartoon that we ever watched. Excuse me, God, ever watched. Okay. Only produced six episodes. All six aired in Europe. Three aired in America. And then it was canceled. Hmm. I think that's unfortunate, because we, we have a difference of opinion here. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was real bad. It was funny. It had a weird amount of adult humor. Like, aggressively adult humor. Yes. But the kind of stuff that if you were young enough that you were watching this show at, like, 7 or 8 would just fly right over Yeah, 100% of it is innuendo, but it's yeah. pretty graphic innuendo. Yeah, they're they're just slapping you in the face with it. The moment you're old enough to get it, you'll be like, oh my god, this show is so dirty. Yeah. Lots and lots and lots of sex jokes. I think my favorite was, like, do you think she's innocent? Not since she was 14. <laughs> Uh, also, interspliced with all of the innuendo is many, many fish puns. And lo- Oh, I thought you were going to say sexy fish ladies. <laughs> There's a couple of them. <laughs> there were sexy fish ladies in this. So, I didn't find all the innuendo stuff to be all that interesting or racy or I just, funny. I thought it was very funny because it was... Not an adult cartoon. It was definitely a cartoon for children. Well, I have some information to deny that. But I want to say real quickly, I did think all of the fish puns were really funny. There are many times on this show when we have watched anthropomorphic animals and then the writers insert jokes about those animals. And it's often not funny. And I don't have any examples. I'll drop some in when I edit later. But I thought. All of the street sharks puns. No, no, no. I don't mean from previous. I mean from this one. I don't have any examples, but I thought all the fish puns were really funny. They were. Um, Let me give you my research about. uh... Okay, so this show was pitched to compete with the success of The Simpsons and two other shows on two other networks. I've not heard what, of these shows. What network did it originally air on? Was it an, an original It was picked network? up by CBS. Okay. But there was a blatant Cartoon Network logo on what we watched. Yeah, I'm sure they bought the six episodes for like a nickel apiece. Yeah, they must have bought them because CBS is not under the Turner... But this show had at all. a freaking all-star cast. Well, let's let's get to that later, because there's so much to cover here. So these other two shows that it was brought up to compete with were other adult-centric cartoons. Primetime cartoons. Right. Fox had The Simpsons. <coughs> ABC yeah. had something called Capital Critters. Ever heard of it? No, but we should add it to the list okay. of, of things to watch. And CBS had a show called Family Dog. Is Capital Critters, I bet that's, is that like political humor with animals? 
I'll just read you the first sentence. Capital Critters is an animated television series about the lives of mice, rats, and roaches who reside in the basement and walls of the White House in Washington, D.C. I think we should watch that. Sounds great. Sounds relevant. Now we don't keep them in the walls. They just have their own offices. Yeah. Sounds very relevant. And then uh, Mm. Family Dog is a Canadian-American television series. Is it about Brian Griffin? Oh, it was created by Brad Bird. Okay. It's about an average suburban family, the Bensfords, as told through the eyes of their dog. Oh, look at the picture, and you'll recognize that cartoon. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're it listening. It looks like Frankenweenie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look up Family Dog. You'll know what we're talking about. So it was made to uh, compete with it, except, the, to compete with those three shows, except Fish Police, Capital Critters, and Family Dog were all canceled within their first season. Yeah, I, I mean, The Simpsons is definitely an adult cartoon, but it's also, for sure, a cartoon that appeals to kids as well. I started watching The Simpsons when I was, like, six. And it's similar to Fish Police I think in that there's that, jokes that'll go over your head. I but. think that... I gotta disagree with this. I think that... To like The Simpsons as a kid, you have to be intelligent enough and adult enough to like it. I don't think it's for kids. I don't think it's a thing that kids could like. I think that you and I liked it when we were kids because we were smart kids. That's probably true, but remember go back and watch early Simpsons episodes. There's lots of those jokes that are in the background that like make reference to something you're maybe not aware of or like the business name that's a pun on something that you don't understand but the stories overall were still completely accessible to kids but that's just because all stories can be broken down to a base form that's just this story or that story there's you know they say there's only two stories that can be told uh kurt vonnegut actually has some charts for that they're very good right so i gotta make the argument that i don't Mm. think the simpsons is for kids and these network heads thought the same, and that's why they launched... You sound like the villain in a cereal commercial. <laughs> I just don't see what kids like in this. It's not for kids! <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, these network execs thought that they had to make something to compete with it. So then, let's get into the other weird thing about this, which is, you already mentioned, there's a gigantic cast of mega stars. Especially when you consider that this is in 1992. So the lead role is John Ritter. Mm -hmm. Then we have Hector Elizondo, Tim Curry, Frank Welker, Ed Asner, Jonathan Winters, Buddy Hackett, Megan Mullally. Uh, Phil Hartman was in an episode. I wonder if he was Troy McLure. He was uh, (laughs) Inspector C. Like the letter C, Bass. Gotcha. Rob Paulson. Did he kick anyone's ass? <laughs> I don't know. Um, get this. Uh, Tadpole. You know who Tadpole was? Was he the, the like... Assistant to the, John the, Ritter? The guy who was, like, Radar from MASH. Well, I'm not going to get any MASH he, references. He, just, he, like, says everything as you're saying it. Oh, yes. He, yes. Uh, he was played by Charlie Schlatter. Do you know that name? <laughs> No. He played Ferris Bueller in the Ferris Bueller TV series. Okay. <laughs> um, how long did the Ferris Bueller TV series last? 
I don't know, but there's more. How many days off can Ferris take? <laughs> <laughs> there's more names. I know. Oh, Don Knotts was in an episode. Don Knotts just loves fish cartoons. Sally Struthers was in an episode. This is at the height of Sally Struthers' fame. This was before she was like helping people get their degrees on daytime television. Yeah, this was uh, this was like peak Full House time. Okay, so the so this cartoon is based on a comic book, and you wanted to know if the comic book was for kids. Yeah. So, in my research, it seems like it's probably not, but I didn't find an answer either way. Okay. It's well, when we were talking about like the style that this show is, which is like a gritty, hard-boiled noir detective, right? It specifically states that almost all of the plots are mafia-style crimes. Yeah. Because um, well, we don't have to get into what happens in and this it, one it's, yet. It's got the uh, the voiceover of the detective doing the like. Yeah, uh, and, and then she had to walk through my door. And there's lots of noir music. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just remembered a a fish pun. Okay. He refers to Angel as a girl fish or a god damn it sorry a fish Friday instead okay. of a girl Friday. <laughs> And then, uh, Fish fry. and then he's a sex. It was immediately followed by a sex pun. He says that she has plenty left over for Saturday and Sunday. Uh, oh, I changed my mind about my favorite adult joke in this. It was when he walked her home at the end, and she goes, "This is where I get off." And he goes, "Whoa, hey, I've been trying to tell him all this time that we're just friends." <laughs> uh, okay, so about. The so there's a there's a part of the Wikipedia page that's about the reviews for this show and they're not very. Good. I noticed that the IMDb gave it an eight point one out. Of Did 10. it say how many ratings that was based on? Probably two. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe I have the answer. Two forty four, eight point one. That's like that's some good shit. I mean, I give it a lot of... I, I don't know if i give it an 8. I'd give it a 7, I think. That's really high. Well, I, I mean, I'm also judging it as a cartoon about fish detectives from 1992. <laughs> and I feel like that gives it a lot of leeway. Okay, so in the critical reception part of the Wikipedia page for this, they mention a couple of bad reviews of the show. Okay. But then, this is where I feel like they must have been really reaching to get someone talking about this show. Because it quotes a review from Marion Garmel of the Indianapolis Star. Okay, does she still work for them? Because that would be great. I actually looked up her Twitter. Okay. Um, oh, damn it, now it's gone. Is it a dedicated fan site to Fish Police? <laughs> <laughs> she was a fish police. She review. was fired over it, and she, like, defended the show. Yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, her Twitter bio says, Retired arts journalist, visual art, TV, and theater critic. Loves books, tennis, woman's press club of Indiana, kids, stepkids, grandkid, and stepgrandkids, and fish police. <laughs> this is a picture of her. Okay. So, yeah, she's definitely retired. She enjoyed it. Uh, 46 minutes ago, she tweeted, at real Donald Trump. Okay, what did she say to him? <laughs> Donald Trump, have you seen Fish Police? What is your favorite episode? 
Um, first, she said, now what you need to do is say anybody who threatens Jewish meeting places or cemeteries will be prosecuted, even a hoax. Then she said, only if you condemn the bomb threats against Jewish sites of desecration of cemeteries. Now. She said now at the end. Like one sentence. Well, she's not wrong. No. No, she's not. Um... And he's she's like, not- hey, hey, look, I didn't tell anyone to do this. I'm just not saying anything to tell them not to do it. And she's also not wrong about Fish Police because she says it lacked the dark edge of the comic books. Oh, she was a fan of the comics. Oh, wow. In a 2010 interview, the guy who made the comic book uh-huh. said the less said about the animated series, the better. Oh, should we stop then? <laughs> No, that's our I'm sorry, job. sorry, sir. It's our job <laughs> to say a lot. Uh, okay, are you ready? I would. I bet the comic is probably very good. I bet that it's funny. Well, I can tell you that I did read reviews of it, and they weren't stellar. If it had the things that I enjoyed about the cartoon, but was also darker and grittier, I think it would have been fun. I would like a a serious noir detective story that takes itself completely seriously even though all the characters are fish and it's underwater um yeah, the the reviews are pretty pretty bad in fact um in the like main section of the wikipedia talking about it it says that its biggest claim to fame <laughs> is that the guy who made mm. the Max comic book, remember that comic book from the 90s? The Max? It was a big purple guy with yellow gloves. It was one of the er- the first ever Image comics. I don't remember that at Look all. Look up this character and you'll know who I'm talking about. It's the Max with two X's. Okay. It was a... My, my brother, Chris, was very, very into Image comics when it first came out. Because he was one of those people who'd grown tired of Marvel and DC, and so Image really kind of changed his whole life, and The Max was one of their big early hits. Anyway, this claim to fame for Fish Police is that the guy who... very weird looking. Yes, that's true. The guy who created The Max uh, drew a cover for them one time. Okay, <laughs> that's that's their claim to fame. And also, it was made into a TV show with with an amazing. Cast. No, that's like a footnote at the bottom. I'm gonna look up Fish Police paperbacks on uh, Amazon and see. Yeah, I'd be curious to know. It ran for 26 issues over four years. I mean, that's not nothing. I mean, I can get volume one for two dollars and twenty one cents. I mean. And look what's right there on the front of the first cover. Uh, a picture of John Ritter? No, it looks like a... A fish fucking another fish? I thought it was a sexy fish lady, but... No. Pearl? No, Pearl's the other one. We'll get into the plot, but yeah, you're thinking of Angel. It's hard to even tell what... That might just be Gil. I don't know. What's going on here? They look- that... They look a lot fishier in the comic. a dragon having sex with an octopus. It, it could be. <laughs> okay, so let's try to break down what happens in this episode, okay? Okay. So it opens with a murder. Uh, a casino owner named Clams Casino is murdered, and Angel 
is the uh, primary suspect. So our our main character is Inspector Gill, who is John Ritter, and he's the guy doing the like noir voiceover, setting up the real you know, cheesy. How John Ritter is known for his really tough streetwise detective type characters. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's just get into this. This is what I wanted to talk about. Let's just get to that right now. There's a ton of actors in this. Some of them really, really great actors. And I feel like every single person in the show was doing a fantastic job with their voice acting. Mm -hmm. Some of them are doing really cool voices. Some of them are doing fun noir stuff. Some of them are just doing great acting. Buddy Hackett was fun. Which one was he? The Crab. Yes, he was awesome. Next time, get out of the way a little faster, you stupid low-life squid. Hey, make sure you get all that ink off my windshield. How does he stay so cheery? high-fiber diet. And I feel like John Ritter was beyond phoning it in. He's just... And now I am reading the lines that are on this piece of paper. <laughs> okay, Fish City may be a crime-ridden, polluted, lousy place to live, but on the other fin, it's home. Can I get a Yuck. Murder stinks. Of course, fish around here aren't too fragrant when they're alive. Hey, Doc Croker, looks like this pile of protein gives new meaning to the words... Hit the streets. Yeah. Someone probably like handed them to him and was recording him, and he was like, "Why? Why am I reading this?" And they're like, "Nothing. Don't ask any questions." And they just like ran. <laughs> and they're like, he signed on. Like, bags of dollar signs on yeah. them. Uh, so, I don't think of John Ritter as being a bad actor. Do you? No. His son is an awesome actor too. Yeah, he's great. Got a whole bag of hammers. Yeah, he's great. He likes wrestling, too. Okay. Um, but he's really bad. Really bad. I gotta drop in a clip right here so you can hear how bad John Ritter is. Eh, I don't think he's that bad. You also liked the show. He's a, a deadpan kind of guy. I don't think John Ritter's that deadpan. The character is. Just like, and that's how it is. Okay, let's let me let me make sure I get this exactly right. What are what are John Ritter's big known fors? Well, Three's Company is. The I know that's one. on the list. I feel like Bad Santa is gonna be on the list. Possibly, um, Eight Simple Rules. I don't remember him being. Yeah, Eight Simple Rules has to be on there. Android only shows you top three. I feel like Eight Simple Rules has to be the one missing here because we already got Three's Company and Bad Santa. I don't remember him being in Sling Blade. Uh, he was the main character in Sling Blade. I remember he he played uh, Billy Bob and the country the country singer Dwight Yoakam. Thank you. Yeah. He no uh, John Ritter played uh, the gay man who befriended him and like helped him. And is he the guy that gives him the French fries? Does John Ritter work at the place that sells the French fries? I think so. Or he works at a store and that gives him a job or something. Okay. I don't remember. I know that he was friends with the mother and like tried to help out the mom and the boy as best as he could really did you know that john ritter is the son of legendary country singer slash actor tex ritter uh, i mean i've heard that but i don't i still don't know who tex ritter is his mom is dorothy fay is that someone i know his middle name is southworth interesting yeah that's john a cool... southworth Ritter. Okay, so in this episode, Clamps Casino has been killed. 
and Gil is the lead detective on it, and he's worried about his estranged lover, Angel, being possibly accused of this crime. Uh, this opens on the dead body, which, first of all, they just, like, have a sheet over it and they peel it back if it has giant X's for eyes. Right. Uh, and the ambulance pulls up and... This they, is one of my favorite fish They puns. bring out the sardine can to put him in and they roll it up with the key yeah 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 uh that was that was a great fish pun early on uh but a visual gag i guess what's uh, what's the word for a visual pun a a sight gag okay it's called sight gag uh so he's everyone he's trying to prove her innocence i guess even though all signs point to her being the killer. Right. But, you know, he's got a little soft spot, or should I say, hard spot for... <laughs> that could have been Ripped a line from right. the show. <laughs> yeah. I should have been a writer on Fish Police. <laughs> Maybe they would have lasted longer. Uh, so, there, there's, a, there's like, other mob bosses who are clearly, like, pulling strings here and trying to get things done. There's, like, some politicking yeah, going on. With Calamari and uh, Muscles Marinara is the other mob <laughs> yeah. boss's name. Pity. We seem to have a bit of a problem with our bartender, Larry. Got you gone to go again? No. Unfortunately, he was an uninvited guest at this evening's clam bake, if he get my drift. You want I should ice him? No. I think the boiling water would be a bit more permanent. Let's not forget the melted butter. You got it? Um, that reminds me of another fish pun I liked, which is that uh, when we were introduced to Muscles Marinara, uh, Gil pulls out his badge to show it off, and it's mm-hmm. a literal starfish, like, instead That's of having, like, a yeah. cowboy star badge. But it's like a little sidekick, too. Yeah, he, it has Sand- a name. He calls it Sandy. And, by the way, very well-defined fish characters in this episode, Gil is, like, it doesn't even say on the Wikipedia what kind of fish he is. So much so, he looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon, but with, like, a mermaid fin at the bottom. Which, now that I'm saying it, sounds like seahorse. I think he might be a seahorse. No, he's definitely just a fish. But, what kind, all the other fish are, like, pretty obvious. They're not really. (laughs) Angel doesn't actually look anything like an angel fish. They just gave her that name. Uh, Angel is uh, whatever the bad guy from Little Mermaid is. Same thing. I can tell because they both have seashell bras. The, the villain in the Little Mermaid is <clears throat> Ursula, who's half octopus. Yeah, she's half octopus. You got it. <laughs> uh, right. So I don't know what you don't you don't have a guess as to what Gil is. I, I made a guess that he was a grouper. That's not what groupers look like. If None you're listening, of them actually looked like real fish. They looked like mermaids, but like instead of flesh tone, they were green and blue and stuff. If you're listening, Google what Gil looks like and and send us what you think that he was. I bet we know someone who knows a thing or two about fish. I bet you're fish. dating someone who knows a thing or two about fish. Um, uh, yeah, can you... Jit probably would know. I think I... Do I have a if we were going to ask anyone, we should ask Jit because she's like a fish specialist. By the way, today I was in Spencer, Indiana. Guess Did they have a lot of boobs and farts there? Nice. <laughs> that was good. Uh, no, but they do. I was at the courthouse, and much like many other small towns, there's like 
a, a line of businesses going in a square all the way around the courthouse. I think they call that the square. The courthouse yeah. square, of course. Guess what restaurant is right on the courthouse square? Huh. Jits, Jits Thai. Jits Thai Bistro. I sent that to Jit immediately. Um, it looks like a Western saloon. <laughs> yeah, it really does, but it's a Thai place. Okay, so then we also have a storyline going on where to introduce uh, the other characters. I'm getting a picture of Gil to send to Amanda. I can't find a full body shot of him. What is that sound Arf he's making? Oh, they have toys. There's toys. There's toys. <laughs> we need to get some. Look of at these. the toy. It's like a oh, they're just like bendies. Yeah, it's like a bad rubber bendable toy. I mean, how would you stand up your fish police action figures? I mean, maybe you play with them in the bath. Here's a picture of a girl that looks like Amanda hugging a stuffed version of Gil. She does look a little bit like Amanda. Not a lot, but a little. I thought I was going to be like, no way. (laughs) Okay, so Gil has this, like, will-they-won't-they relationship with, um, with, no, 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 with Angel. Well, it's not a will-they-won't-they, it's a they-did. Right, yeah, because they obviously talk about fucking all the time. Yeah. But he has a... By that, they mean that Angel, uh, you know, left a pile of eggs and then Gil (laughs) (laughs) swam over to them and fertilized them and then left. Uh, So there's a diner that Gil goes to every day and orders the same thing and wears the same thing. And the owner of the diner is named Pearl... And she, played by Megan Mullally... She's in love. She's very much in love with Gil and very much wants to marry him and is constantly making references that he needs to propose. This place belongs to Pearl. She's smart. That's good. She wants a husband. That's bad. She's ambitious. That's good. But she wants me, and that's bad. I want her, too. That's good, but not permanently. And that's the way it is, at least for now. But Gil is like, he wants to hook up with her. But, but that's I mean, pretty much it. There's no denying that Pearl was an attractive fish lady. Pearl was a hot fish. Yeah, and Megan Mullally is a hot fish. If I was a fish, I would fertilize her eggs. Yeah, I mean, Ron Swanson bagged himself a lucky fish. You he know sure what I did. mean? I forgot his real name. Uh, Nick Offerman. Yeah. I don't know why I mean it. Is that Ron Swanson? Yeah. No, Megan Mullally is a pretty lady. Yeah, for sure. She's a talented musician, too, and she's really funny. Yeah, I never liked her in the Will and Grace days because of her voice in that show. Uh, that's not... She did, like, an exaggerated version of her own voice. Oh, really? Very I'm high. pretty sure I've never seen it's that show. It's kind of like Fran Drescher on The Nanny, where she was, like, turning it up. Yeah. I remember uh, one time hearing Nick Offerman on a podcast talk about how... He was talking about, like, the excessive wealth being thrown around in those big 90s sitcoms and he Mm -hmm. talked about how one year the like christmas bonus for the whole cast of will and grace was porsches that's not unbelievable at all i know because and that was a really big show too yeah yeah yeah. but like it's just crazy how back then when there was less things to watch shows could pull up that kind of money and numbers they did a bit on news radio once about that where 
Stephen Root was the boss, and he bought everyone at the news radio station Porsches for their bonus because something huge happened to the station. Must have been really, really big. Yeah. Wow. Uh, where the fuck were we going with this? Oh, but know. he's we were not just like, hey, we should talk about news radio. That, that, <laughs> That's what that we weird, said. not really funny show <laughs> where Joe Rogan was like the electrician. Who wasn't on that show? It was Joe Rogan and Andy Dick and Stephen Root and Phil Hartman was on it, right? Phil Hartman and um, there was women on it too. Like I want to say Kathy Griffin. I th- no, there was a lady who was a redhead. Maybe Kathy Griffin was on that show, too. Everybody was on that show. I feel like I've heard Doug say that he had a, an episode he I was in. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I mean, that's about five minutes longer than anyone wanted to listen to us talk about <laughs> news radio. <laughs> I've never once seen that show, ever. Have yeah. you seen it? Obviously, you have. You saw yeah. the Porsche episode. Yeah. I couldn't tell you anything about it. It was... Is that the same thing as that show where it's call letters for a radio station? Like WK something from Cincinnati? Is that a different show or is that the no same show? I have no idea what you're talking about. Probably because you don't know what the name of it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, Gil doesn't want to fuck Pearl. And Jack's like, Pearl, if you're not gonna, I will. Gil wants to fuck all the other fishes. Yeah, so... Other than, you know, Gil gets to the bottom of it and figures it out, did we miss anything from this episode? Uh-oh. <laughs> the show I'm thinking of what? is called WKRP in Cincinnati. It was an American sitcom. Um, some people might have just heard the little pitter-patter of doggy paws going across the hardwood floor. Arfie has just come back onto the scene carrying a very special monkey. It's very special to him. It holds a special place in his He's heart. Nibbling in its ear Jack, right now. We never said why we picked this cartoon. He's nibbling its ear. Is that we said? just picked this cartoon completely randomly. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. I said No, we didn't. You were trying to come no, up with angle. No, we didn't. How about fish police? No. Actually, not. I said how about fish detectives? No, <laughs> that's stop lying to our audience. That's not why we picked it. I think that we should just enjoy the crazy serendipity of it all. You said, let's pick a cartoon that debuted today. <laughs> and so we picked. In 1992. We picked a cartoon that debuted on February 28th, 1992. Subsequently, was canceled on March 13th, 1992. <laughs> And what a happy coincidence that was that we're recording this on less than an hour and, and a we're half away. Be canceled in March. Yeah, <laughs> we share that in common. No, we're less than an hour and a half away from the uh, anniversary of Fish Police. Do you find that uh, the further you get away from uh, math classes, the more you struggle you with very basic math problems? Yeah, I didn't do that great with them to begin with. When it comes to the real basic ones, like, I don't know, 2017 minus 1992, it's not even that I couldn't do it. It's that I start to do it in my brain, and I don't get very far in before I just go, ah, oh, fuck it, I have a phone. Who cares? Like, I'll just fucking use my phone. 25 years ago. Does that make the 25th anniversary, you guys? The 25th 
Fish Police Spectacular Special. Today's also another special anniversary. Not just... I mean, yes, it is this, but not just the anniversary of when Fish Police was released in 1992. Today's the anniversary of Pokemon. Oh! Pokemon Yeah, tomorrow 21. is the Fish Police anniversary. Today is the 21st anniversary of Pokemon. Really quickly, though, do you do you use your calculator on your phone, like, way too fucking much? Uh, I, I use it from time to time. But you use your brain sometimes? You know what's weird? I feel like I can do multiplication in my head easier than I can do very simple addition and subtraction. Yeah, I really struggle with the addition and subtraction sometimes. The multiplication and division does come to me easier, and I wonder why that is. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so today is the 21st birthday of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Pokemon can get drunk now. Yeah, that's great. Way to go, Pokemon. And uh, Pikachu is way too old to be wearing a party hat, but he is. What kind of alcohol do you think Pokemon would drink? Well, Brock would always feed them those weird puffs of nothing. <laughs> those, like, little balls of just, like... fish. They're sushi. It always looked like sushi. Yeah. They would call them donuts or something, but it was clearly sushi. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess if they eat sushi, then they must drink sake, right? I guess. I would imagine Machamp just drinking, like, a, an old style and a shot of whiskey. Like, he he would have, like, two shots in his bottom hands and two beers in his top hands. <laughs> Quadruple fisting. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well. What kind of beer? Let's let's try to think of what sorts of drinks other Pokemon would have. This is the beginning of a BuzzFeed list. Golduck. What kind of drink does Golduck enjoy? Um, I don't know. A Red Stripe? No, I think Golduck would definitely be a cocktail. Okay. Okay. Like a Cosmo, maybe? Okay. I, that seems a little bit feminine, but I just think Golduck doesn't care. He's he's above it, you know? Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't worry about what other people think of him. And he knows what they think because he's psychic. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, this is the beginning of a BuzzFeed list. You know that, right? Onyx. What kind of drink does Onyx have? Miller. Something on the rocks. Coors. Oh no, that's great. You're better at this than me. I don't. I don't drink, so this is hard for me. Uh, on the rocks. That's good. Dragonite, Apple Teeny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or sex on the beach or something. Yeah. For sure. Charizard Fireball. Right. Yeah. Mm. You're doing great. Just keep going. I'll just stand patiently at at the side. Mr. Mime. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's why I asked it. Absinthe. I was trying to think of something European. I don't know. That seems really hard for a Mr. Mime. I, I was thinking, like, like maybe one of those, like, specialty house cocktails. It's like a martini that's supposed to taste like a sprinkled cupcake or something. What about, like, Zima? Oh, Zima. Man, Zima was probably, like, almost extinct before Pokemon existed. Is that not around anymore? They're bringing it back. Oh, well. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, we. I got, I'm like sitting here thinking like, what else do we need to cover? We can't forget cereal two weeks in a row. We did eat cereal this week. A we delicious did cereal. This is remember. one of my favorites. It smells good. It's crispy. Yeah, we ate Cocoa Krispies, mm-hmm. which... Kellogg's Cocoa Krispies. You know, I'm not real big into chocolate, and I don't really love Cocoa Krispies. I don't even really like Cocoa Krispies. I will admit, tonight, after we came back from a hard night of gymming, we yeah. had our gymming trunks on and we went gymming. <laughs> Uh, after a hard night of gymming, Pokemon uh, gymming, not like working out. <laughs> oh yeah, if anyone mistook that, we went to a lot of Pokemon gyms. Uh, I was just really feeling some cereal, and I was kind of ready to just devour whatever you picked. And I was worried that you were going to pick the one of the ones I have on standby that uh, will make you reminiscent of a type of ice cream that I ate on accident one time okay yeah, yeah I, I was worried it was going to be that one because i was ready to devour some cereal but you didn't pick that and even though i don't like cocoa krispies i did make a really big bowl of it and i did devour it really fast and how did you feel when you ate it you know i just i because i don't love chocolate oh jack's excited that we didn't lose any gyms after we went gym in um because I don't love chocolate, I just definitely think Fruity Pebbles is far superior, and I do think really? Fruity Pebbles is good, but a local donut shop in Indianapolis called The Dancing Donut has a Fruity Pebbles I donut. I love The Dancing Donut. It's called, the Bar- it's called Barney My Pebbles. And, uh... It's called Barney My Pebbles? Barney, comma, My Pebbles. Okay. And, uh... Like, Barney, my pebbles. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Um, so, I thought that Fruity Pebbles was just an okay cereal until I started eating that donut from time to time, mm-hmm. and I now realize... So, it's not even a cereal that you love. It's a donut topping that you like. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. You said it more eloquently than me. Um, I took Lauren and Amanda and Lauren's friend Caitlin to the Dancing Donut the other day it's just fantastic if you're ever in indianapolis go to the dancing donut you took them where to the dancing donut when were all those people in indianapolis valentine's weekend why was lauren here uh she went to a show at the vogue and you didn't go with her no i had valentine's plans i was at roller derby with my lady did i watching the most intense off the rails roller derby bout of all time. Yeah, I heard it, it was, was close. It was the like the most intense nail biter athletic event. Like fuck the Super Bowl. Well, that's great. I'm sad I missed it. Now they they did lose, but just barely, and it was hard fought. That's great. Who'd they play? Now I don't even remember. It was Ohio, Columbus, probably. Yes. That sounds right. So, uh, but the first match between the Bells and someone else, uh, they like destroyed. Just our friends are on the Bells, right? Yeah, demolished okay. everyone. Um, and Army Gaiden, who's normally just a blocker, was even running some jams because they were just like racking up the score. They were just like, that's awesome. Every, she was jamming? She was jamming. Let me tell you, she jammed. I That's saw, great. I saw some jamming. That's great. 
Uh, recently, on a really nice day, the weather was like super nice, and Krista and I played Pokemon at the canal, and we kept running into people I know, mm-hmm. and I walked right by Army Gaiden, and she didn't see me, and I didn't really want to do a stop and chat, so I didn't. But I did see Army Gaiden. I didn't do a stop and chat with Army Gaiden. You didn't even say, like, hey, how's it going? Nah, she's well, talking to somebody. What makes you think she'd want to stop and chat with you? She didn't even see me, so it doesn't matter. I didn't even give her a wave or anything. She probably saw you, but she was like, oh, I'm going to try not to make eye contact with That's her. why I didn't talk to her. It wasn't because <laughs> I didn't want to talk to her. It's because I convinced myself in my head that she didn't want to talk to me. Because she's like a big celebrity, you know? She's in the, she's in the Indian... She's Indian. probably tired of people coming up to her and just be like, oh, my God. Army Gaiden, I love you so much. Uh, why did I miss Lauren? What was I doing? I don't know. You weren't in the house like that entire weekend. Damn. I'm sorry, Lauren, if you're listening. I, I wanted to you, hang out with I you. I told you that Lauren was coming. Yeah, I don't think it registered in my brain. I'm sorry, Lauren. I want to hang out anyway, with you Anyway, we had donuts and they were fantastic. What did you get? The E.T. I know you got the E.T. Why did I even fucking ask? They have, I, one, every they have time, one that has peanut butter, so of course you got it. Yeah, it's covered in Reese's Pieces, but every time I go there, I look at the menu board and I'm like, Oh, that one sounds really great. Maybe I'll try this one. Oh, oh. And then <laughs> yeah, I get you to just the, see the words peanut butter. And then I get to the end of it, and I'm like, yeah, I think I'm just going to get the ET. Okay, listen. I know that what I'm about to say is crazy, because I just got done telling you that I like a donut that has sugary cereal on it, but I can't even fathom the idea of eating a donut with a bunch of fucking candy on it. It's barely candy. It's just peanut butter. No, because there's hard chocolate candies on there's top no of it. There's no chocolate. There is a crisp, Reese's Pieces. Crisp. There's no chocolate in Reese's Pieces. It's a crisp candy shell around the peanut butter. That's okay. It. It's a hard candy on donuts. I know that. I know that. I'm like. There's just as much sugar in fruity. Pebbles. It's the same thing. I know. Um, it's the same thing. But it's amazing, and the best part is that when you're done. All the little bits that fell off, you you just got a handful of Reese's Pieces then. That's how I feel about the it, Barney and my pebbles. It's like dessert for your donut. That place is great. Uh, Dancing Donut, send us some free donuts. <laughs> Please, yeah. we love you. Is there any... No, don't don't get them to send us free donuts. Get them to, they own Flying Cupcake. Get them to send us cupcakes. I'd rather have the donut. I'd rather have the cupcakes. We also love flying cupcake. Yeah. Well, you Makers know what? I've been, of the Mike Pence. You know what? I, I've been thinking lately. <laughs> the Mike is Pence cake was great. It's getting warmer, which means we're going to be out playing Pokemon more. Which means when we go over there by Flying Cupcake, right next door is that restaurant that sells Nicey's. Yep. Now, if you if you are going to be in Indianapolis, get a Nicey. You're getting our, our favorite indie picks here right now. Yeah. Dancing Donut, Flying Cupcake, Nicey. Uh, anything worth uh, uh, talking about on the Cocoa Krispies box? Well, I have uh, something in mind here. Besides, Moan is on it, which is a great movie. You already but, talked about it on the podcast. Um, Apparently, you can get $5 in movie concessions. $5 in movie concession cash is, like, not enough to buy a box of Reese's Pieces. <laughs> um, you can probably buy a small popcorn with that. So half of a drink these are now they're just fully acknowledged as being a variety of rice krispies they even have snap crackle and pop oh, on them oh i didn't even notice that there's no flintstones characters on the box that's from post post fruity pebbles cocoa pebbles that's cocoa pebbles and cocoa krispies are not the same cocoa Puffs oh right we not. didn't eat cocoa pebbles got no. it i just put that together so why'd you let me talk about cocoa pebbles for like so long 
I, I wondered if you had like an end game in mind. <laughs> you were doing some kind of comparison. Yeah, but, no. Uh, Sorry, everybody. Wow, that's bad. Uh, <laughs> Sorry I wasted your time talking about Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. Well, um, I feel like you misunderstood a text I sent to the whole house last night. Because I I brought home Ben and Jerry's cookies and cream cheesecake ice cream for everyone. But you didn't say cheesecake ice cream. You said cheesecake. No, I think you misread the text because I thought... I was like, I think Jack's going to misunderstand this. So I'll make sure I say ice cream so that Thanks Jack... for reminding me that's in there because I really wanted to try it. Well, you said save me a piece, and I was like, I bet even though I made sure to say ice cream, I bet he still thinks it's a cheesecake. Okay, it does say cheesecake ice cream. I read it as ice cream cheesecake. I knew you would, and so I planned ahead, and you still didn't The word it. cream appears like six different times. Let's, let's address the real issue here. I knew that you wouldn't interpret it correctly mm-hmm. because you don't read texts. And then you didn't interpret correctly because you didn't read the whole text. Okay, so when Coco You don't want to talk about how you don't read text. When Coco Krispies Or respond to them. You're out. avoiding the topic because you don't want to talk about it. The topic here is cereal. Everybody don't text Jack because he won't respond. Is this is this a texting podcast? So you're saying that in previous years they have not acknowledged that Cocoa Krispies are a part of the Rice Krispies family. When it originally came out, they were called Cocoa Krispies, and they had a fun chimpanzee named Coco was the mascot. Coco Momo? <laughs> no, it's not spelled with K-O-K-O. <laughs> <laughs> Coco Mo. That's a th- is that episode one? That's an old reference for our old timey uh, flannel cakes listeners. Coco Momo. Coco Momo. Um, so Coco the monkey enjoyed his Coco Krispies, and then I can't remember if it was a cartoon monkey first, and then a real one, or if sorry, ape. Um, or if I it was a real ape, and then a cartoon one. We could research this. We could. But I, I will actually research it while you're talking. So then they changed from just being Cocoa Krispies to being Cocoa Rice Krispies. And then now they're back to being Cocoa Krispies with Snap, Crackle, and Pop. And there is no longer any monkey. Is it embarrassing that while I was Sorry. typing this in, I had to look at the box to check to make sure I spelled Cocoa right? Did, did you try to spell it K-O-K-O? <sighs> Uh, it lists all of the different names it's gone through. Okay. Coco Krispies, Choco Crispus, Choco Krispies, Coco Pops, and Choco Pops. <laughs> Those are real. Are you sure? That sounds like a chocolate corn pops. I'm Which, on the Coco Krispies page. Chocolate corn pops sounds great. And Arfie is going to get on the table. You know what's a thing? You know what's one of the wonders of science that not nearly enough people utilize and they totally should more? What? I know I'm not, I know I just got done saying I'm not that big into chocolate, but like, isn't it just like a wonderful gift from science that you can just make regular Rice Krispies with these instead and it gets like way better? Isn't that awesome? You mean Rice Krispies? We live in a world where right now we could go make chocolate Rice Krispies. Wait, how do you just make chocolate Rice Krispies? You just make with those instead of regular Rice Krispies. You mean Rice Krispie treats. You're leaving out a very important word here. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Do you just call Rice Krispie treats Rice Krispies? I just dropped... Uh, like a heathen? I do. I really do. 
You say, oh like my a god, heathen. let's have some Rice Krispies, and then people are like, that's weird, you want the most bland cereal I'm not even going to deny that that makes me a heathen. You know, yesterday I just dropped a... Uh, it's like saying library. Which I do say to make fun of people that say <laughs> library, because our friend Derek does that, and also uh, I say the word breakfast, because our friend Derek likes to make fun of people who say that. Or, or uh, we say milk and pillow for Dustin. Yeah, you're listening. Dustin's not listening. Yeah. So... Uh, just yesterday, I dropped a cheese toasty on Krista for the first time ever. Oh, did you eat it off of her? Or like, <laughs> was no, this a, like a she'd never thing? heard that term because she's never... not from that one side of Decatur that you and I are. She's never <laughs> heard of a cheese toasty. <laughs> yeah, Murphy. Um, uh, but you know what? You know what? Unlike every other fuck ass from in Jesus fucking, he did that right into the microphone. Unlike every other fuckass I've ever met from the states of Illinois or Indiana, Krista immediately accepted it as a plausible term for that sandwich and then asked me a little bit about it and then also explained why she thinks it's a better name. It's a great name. Here's the thing about Cheese Toasty, everybody. All the ingredients are in the name. Also, grilled cheese? Have you ever grilled that sandwich? No. Well... you toast also, it in a pan. grilled cheese to me implies that you take a piece of cheese and just throw it on the grill. Which makes a mess. You're forgetting the bread. Cheese toasty. It's all there. Yeah. Also, that sandwich, just when you when you bite into it, it should be cheesy and it should be toasty. That's just... Hey, the, man. It's not just a word. It's a feeling you get when you bite into it. Mmm, toasty. Great pitch. Uh, okay, so here we go. Lots and lots of mascot changes, okay? The original, 1958, a monkey named Jose. The monkey's <laughs> name was Jose. In 1958? Also, I didn't, ch- I didn't like, fuck around and change it to monkey. It straight up says monkey. Jose the monkey. Yep, that's what it says. He was quickly, it emphasizes quickly, replaced by Coco the Momo elephant in 1959. <laughs> oh, you know why? Why? Because Mexicans were complaining about the was monkey he named a racist Jose. caricature of like, like I love my Coco Krispies, man. <laughs> Te amo Coco Krispies. <laughs> um, yeah, let's look at a picture of Jose and see how racist he's wearing it is. a giant sombrero. <laughs> Jose the monkey, Coco Krispies. Um. All right, let's see if it's racist. He, he does have a sombrero on. Okay. He also right. has a bandana. <laughs> His sombrero has flowers on it. And he just looks a little Mexican, you know? Just a little bit. Standard chocolate monkey stuff. Standard cho- chocolate Hispanic monkey. You know what? You've seen it a million times. Uh, okay, so they changed it to Coco the Elephant. Then in 1963, it was the Hanna-Barbera character Snagglepuss. Okay. That doesn't make sense. Here's a picture of him. He looks like the Pink Panther, but not. Yeah. He's Uh, one of the wacky racers, I believe. Og the... Yes. Og the Caveman took over in 1968. In 1971, Tusk the Elephant became the mascot. And he... 1982, Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Um... Get ready for this. Okay. As if we're not like... We went monkey, elephant, we go to fish. snagglepuss, caveman, fish? back to elephant, back to three elves. Then, get this, 1991, 
Coco the monkey. We go back to monkey, but we use the elephant's name. I know, right? But it's not a racist monkey this time. It's just a regular monkey. Yeah, because his name's Coco. Okay. Then in 2001, we go back to Snap, Crackle, and Pop. So so this serial goes way, way back beyond what I thought. 1958, yeah. I feel like... I mean... It doesn't say anything on there about them like taking it off the market and putting it back. I mean, Snap, Crackle, and Pop have always been the mascots of Rice Krispie, right? I believe so. Uh, in the United Kingdom, his name is Mr. Jinx. <laughs> okay, why not? Um, Coco has friends. His names, their names are Shorty, Giraffe, Randy, Rhino, Alan, Anteater, Hefty Hippo, Fanny Flamingo, Osmelda Ostrich, Kylie Kangaroo, Crafty Croc, and his arch enemies are all gorillas. This is like an insane mythos for uh, <laughs> a serial character that you never learn about. Well, it says that Jose is the alpha and Coco is the omega. Uh, in 1986, um, there was a mascot named Simmo. There's also an elephant named Melvin in certain countries who is now called Commando Melvin. <laughs> Commando Melvin of the Cocoa Krispies. Uh, he's a spacefaring fighter adventurer. That's way more interesting than elves or monkeys. Doesn't have that much to do with chocolate rice treats, though. No, but you know what does, really? His purpose is to, vent, to defend the Forti... Forta Calcio Plus. And uh, then at the very bottom it just says, in Australia, the mascot is Coco the monkey. Huh. So, space elephant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well. It's as good as any serial mascot I've ever heard of. Do you feel like we did it? I don't know. How long is this? 110. Just fish police. What the fuck? Like, yeah, what the fuck, fish it's, it's weird. <sighs> Excuse me for that. I had to work very, very, very early today. I didn't, and I still had an incredibly difficult time getting up. <laughs> but I, you know... Do our listeners know that you've now just entered into a situation when you can just go to work anytime that you feel like... I don't know. Have we talked about my my magic guardian angel? Yeah, you have like a like a fucking Tinkerbell at work, and you don't know who she is. Someone's going in and correcting all she, of your fuck ups. I am late to work every day. Not even like <laughs> not an exaggeration. The day you got into a car accident and were late because of that, you didn't even say, "Hey, I was in a car accident," because by then it was the established norm that you're just <laughs> late, and so no one raised any questions I at was, all. I was a little bit later than normal. You get to pick when your weekend is. You can change it at any time. I also called in to work a couple weeks ago, and I didn't even get a point for it. Like it never showed up. Do you get sick days? Yeah, but what? you still get points but towards your attendance. Wouldn't you get points after you use up all your sick days? You get them before your sick days are used if up? If you're not there, doesn't matter. You get the point. But you also can get paid. For your sick day? Yeah. Until you run out of sick days. <laughs> right. Okay, so Jack has this person who is just uh, allowing him to be a man-child. Maybe lots of people 
maybe it's like a whole safety net of people who just don't care that I'm late. They're just encouraging you being a, a man-child and no, allowing no. it to continue. To be fair, I am still on time pretty much every single day by the previous standard. But they changed the standard after I worked there for nine years. So really, it's on them. yeah and it seems from what i hear that within the department you work in even though there are people that work above you store it seems that people work above you but no one is really policing you or babysitting you or telling you what to do listen this i have kind of a shitty job but i'm very good at it and no one ever has to worry about anything. Clearly they're not worried. I I would guess not. And Maybe you could be Mr. Big Box Store someday. They've asked me on a few occasions to, you know, if I would be interested in, you know, moving up. You should marry into the Big Box family. Ugh, gross. <laughs> yeah, so are you going to move on up to the east side? I don't know, but you just reminded me of another filthy fish police joke. She said, Angel Fish says to Gil at the end of the episode... By the way, if you're not picturing Jessica Rabbit as a fish, you got the wrong idea. Exactly. (laughs) Um, She says something like, if you ever want to buy a ticket... My box office is always open. Oh, that was the one where I was like, what are we doing now? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, that one was... I feel like a kid would be like, hey, wait a minute. I think something (laughs) filthy is happening here. That's like HBO level dirty. Home box office. (laughs) Maybe that's where I got that. Maybe that's where I got that. Okay. Fish sex. Anyway. Unfortunately, I'm yawning a lot now and having a hard time staying awake. So can we wrap this up? I guess. We did it. Can I just recommend that people watch an episode or two of Fish No, because it's... You know what? I want to institute the How Did This Get Made tradition of would you recommend this cartoon? I would recommend watching at least an episode just to... To wrap your head around exactly what this is. I would strongly not recommend an episode of this cartoon to you. I would recommend... Let's play a quick game. Go ahead. Out of everything that we've ever watched, what's the one thing that you would tell people? Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Can I look at the list or do I have to do it from memory? Well, I was gonna... From my memory, I would just immediately say the Charlie Brown Super Bowl special was terrible and unentertaining. So many people like Charlie Brown, though. I've enjoyed many a Charlie Brown special, and this was not one of them. I mean, is it is it Stone Protectors? Is that the answer? Oh, yeah. Stone Protectors are pretty bad. I feel like Stone Protectors or Gravedale High. Okay, I'd, I'd say Gravedale High over Stone Protectors. Stone Protectors is terrible. But it's almost like you got to see it to realize, like, what the what the fuck. In is my this? mind, and and I know you disagree with this because we've talked about it many times. In my mind, Stone Protectors is made much funnier if you either 
listen to our episode before or after watching it because I think our commentary of it makes it funny. I think Gravedale High is just not funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just not. we didn't save that cartoon with our hilarious it's... antics. No. The antics weren't even hilarious. Yeah. Um so you're saying that is the the number one don't bother cartoon. But is that the same as the number one worst cartoon? I no, I say there's some things that aren't even interesting to watch even to enjoy it ironically or, or or to laugh at how bad it is. Stone Protectors, I think you can at least get a laugh of how bad it is, but the Peanuts uh, Super Bowl special is just... But we don't have nostalgia ugh. for Charles Schultz stuff. I do. I, that was a thing in my childhood. We watched Peanuts specials. What if that same... People don't know that on that... Because <laughs> I cut it out because that was like the longest mm-hmm. episode. Okay. People don't know... That we got into this very long argument that episode. Of how uh, I think that all professional sports are secretly fixed. No, I cut all that out, too. For those of you that don't know, that Charles that, that Charlie Brown episode was nearly two hours. And I cut... I think I cut 50 minutes out of how it. How much of this are you going to cut None. out? None. I've, I've, oh. I've made one mark so far. Um, okay, so... The people don't know that during that Peanuts episode, we got into a very long argument about how your love of help me out, kid who has a tiger friend, Calvin and Hobbes. Your you need to sit closer to the microphone. Why you cut out all the Calvin and Hobbes? Yes, because people. I had an argument with you that your love of Calvin and Hobbes is no more justified than someone's love of Peanuts. Calvin and Hobbes is way better. You the for those of you that didn't hear it, which is everyone, the point of the argument was that I was trying to prove that that you were wrong. You that you don't <laughs> like that people like peanuts, and I'm trying to say that they like it because they have nostalgia, and you don't realize that you only like Calvin and Hobbes because you have nostalgia for it. Calvin and Hobbes is, is pure magic. But what I was getting at, the reason I brought it up is if that exact same special that we watched. Mm-hmm starred none of the Peanuts characters, mm-hmm. and it was just Calvin and Hobbes and then whatever side characters there are. But it was that bad. But it was that bad. No, I would be sad. You know why that never happened? What would you call it that bad? Yeah. Okay. But it wouldn't have happened. Because? Because Bill Watterson, the, the genius behind Calvin and Hobbes, did absolutely zero merchandising, zero licensing, zero animated series. You can't get a t-shirt. All those stickers and cars are unlicensed. Right. And illegal. Right. Like, there's just nothing. Right. Because he wanted it to be enjoyed as it was on the page. He's a good dude. So is Charles Schultz. I don't know. I bet... Charles Schultz was so, like, squeaky clean and straight-laced, I bet there was just some real dark shit. Is it too late to find out? No, probably not. I mean, I guess someone... He, he's probably one of those people that kept a journal. There's probably a journal somewhere that has, like, all of his he's racist like a, propaganda. Like a secret Cosby, like, the guy who everyone thought was just, you know, all-American. And then it turns out that he, uh... It's usually the squeaky clean ones that, that do that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, No one I needs guess. to worry about us if they listen to the show. Yeah. Um, do you feel like we did it? 
Yep, we definitely tarnished people's <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, mental image of Charles Schultz. I'm going to Google him and look for some horrible stuff. Okay, let me know how that goes. Crab, you always have an opinion. What do you think about that? If I thought about that, I wouldn't be able to walk sideways for a month.